Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to School After Hours. I am your host, Jay Lee. And today we are going to dive into financial preparation for college. So I don't know if you know this or not, but the national student loan debt is at $1.6 trillion. The national student loan debt is now at $1.6 trillion, according to the Federal Reserve. That is a whole lot of money. And thinking about this, it kind of got me in the process of thinking, well, what are other resources that we can use as a community to make sure that we are not adding to this financial debt? Um, in the areas of scholar, uh, scholarships, but also what are some other financial options as well. So in this episode, I'll be talking about different type of scholarships, also giving you some websites that you can look at so you can find out or find the scholarships that best suit you. And then I'll go ahead and talk about some financial options, one or two savings accounts that I've looked at that can help in this area of financially preparing yourself or even parents uh, financially preparing yourself for your child or your grandbaby because, you know, grandparents contribute to for that particular child to go to college. So I just want to put this disclaimer out there. This is not a comprehensive list, but a starting point as you look for scholarships and think about saving for college. So much has changed in the scholarship arena in recent years. Hopefully for someone out there, this will be a resource for you that will spark some ideas in your preparation for the college journey. If you have some great information you'd like to share or add some things to our conversation, please email us at schoolafterhours at gmail.com. Once again, that's schoolafterhours at gmail.com. We'll add it to our resource list and maybe even do another episode on this topic. So without further ado, let's jump on in. So the first thing I want to talk to you all about are scholarships, 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 scholarships. Based on what I've looked up, I want to touch base on about seven different types of scholarships that, you know, students could look at as they are preparing to take that next step into higher education. You know, as it comes to the end of the year, I know most students are, you know, putting their last little touches on the applications for schools. So their next step is if they haven't already filed for financial aid, go ahead and finish that up and put that information in. And then go ahead um, and start looking for this money. So just to give you a general idea, uh, I found about seven scholarship types that I want to talk with you about today. So our first one, of course, is our academic scholarship. Academic scholarships are based solely on your school performance as far as your grades are concerned. It also can lean towards your SAT and your PSAT scores as well. Hopefully you're ranging within the the higher range to qualify for those type of scholarships. So academic scholarships, you could be anywhere from a 3.0 and higher as far as performance, academic performance is concerned. And if you're doing well, that avenue is available to you. But let's say academics was not completely your thing. (laughs) It was a little rough in those four years. (laughs) Well, that's okay. There's scholarships for you, too. You may have been the student that was uh, 
deep down into community service. Well, guess what? There's a scholarship out there for you. That is another type of scholarships that I want to dive into community service scholarships. Now, some of them may require you to do a certain amount of community hours. And sometimes you might have to have someone write you a letter of recommendation or, you know, turn in your volunteer sheet for some of you that participate in high schools where it's required for you to do um, community service. You might have to make a copy of your volunteer uh, volunteer log um, and submit it with whatever other requirements are part of that scholarship. But there are scholarships available for you if you are active in your community, even even within your church or your place of fellowship. Look into that, that your church or your fellowship area um, or place may have scholarships available through your place of worship. So look and ask and check that out. Um, the next category category that I want to go into was athletics. So if you are a person that is extremely athletic, you have performed well, you are in your top rankings, uh, you just fall into that spot of performance. Athletic scholarships are where you want to be. I also tell anyone that goes after an athletic scholarship, do not let that be the only scholarship that you apply for. Anything could happen. So you want to make sure that you're looking at other places or looking into other scholarships to cover um, yourself while you are in college. In case, you know, a major injury happens, something falls through, you have enough financial cushion to continue at that particular school. And you don't have all your eggs in the one basket based on that one particular scholarship in athletics. So don't be scared to shop around and look at other things. Another uh, type of scholarship are hobbies and traits. So let's say that you were a person that loved to do media, like journalism was your thing. There is a scholarship for you based on that hobby. So... Within this area, it kind of falls into, you know, maybe you did, maybe you make jewelry. There's a jewelry scholarship for you. Trust me, maybe you're into fashion and that is your thing and you're very, very good at it. Sketches, putting it together and all. There is a scholarship for you. Maybe you are into potential veterinarian, pets, whichever the case may be, there's also a scholarship for you. If you go ahead and do your Google search, your Bing search, your Yahoo search, go ahead and type in scholarships for hobbies or traits, and you should be able to come up with certain uh, websites that'll be able to cater to that specific uh, scholarship category. The next one that I want to get into is your personal background. So this one pertains basically to your gender, ethnicity, uh, if you are a minority, uh, African-American, Latino, Asian, uh, indigenous, Native American, fall into that area. If you are a female um, and you're into a particular type of science or engineering, there's a scholarship out there for you based on your personal background. What I found out today that was very interesting is that if you are a redhead, there is a scholarship for you out there. Things as simple as that. If you are a lefty, please take advantage of those scholarships so they do not run out. Small things like that based on your personal background can kind of help you out in those areas. If you weren't your particular academic person or you really wasn't involved in your community, you know, along the lines of your hobbies and your personal background, 
you know, there is a scholarship for you. Next, we're going to jump into the merit scholarship, which basically is your financial needs scholarship. For some of us, it's a little hard out there, if not a little, very. And, you know, you have the aspirations and the dreams to want to pursue higher education, but you may not have the financial means. There are scholarships out there available to you. So make sure if this is your case, you're linking yourself or connecting yourself with your guidance counselor. You're also looking into your community to see what kind of resources are around you to kind of help you out in this particular situation. To help you in this pursuit because it's, it is available to you too. Higher education is available to you too. So don't feel like you can't go because of finances. It's just knowing where to look, Okay. And last but not least, uh, the last type of scholarship category is family affiliation and military. If you are in the military of any branch, there more than likely will have a scholarship available to you if you are the, the child of someone that's in the military um, or armed forces. And also a family affiliation if your parent works at Walmart. There's a scholarship for you. Go ahead and ask. Hunt those people down. Uh, CVS. CVS also has scholarships for you. So basically look into, you know, have a conversation with your parent and see if there's anything that they're involved in that may be in that aspect beneficial to you, whether it's work-related or community involvement. Um, I once upon a time got a scholarship based on that my grandfather worked for uh, Greyhound bus station. So being that he worked in that form of transportation, there was a scholarship available for me. I applied for it and I got it. Me and another, uh, me and another young lady. So look into your parents' work background to see if there's anything available for you. I want to ask you all something. Did you know that there was two billion dollars left over in financial aid from Pell Grants. Did you know that there were two billion dollars left on the table in Pell Grant money because not a lot of people filled out their financial aid form? I cannot stress enough. Please, 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 please make sure that you fill out that form. Billions, as you hear, billions of dollars are being left on the table. And it, that money could definitely go to meet the need of any student that has that aspiration to pursue higher education. You know, you want to give yourself as many chances as you possibly can. You know, filling out your FAFSA can give you a leg up or help meet some of that financial need that you have. So please, 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 whatever you do, make sure that you fill out your financial aid form. So therefore that you are getting the assistance that you need and the money is going where it needs to as far as students that have the aspirations to want to pursue higher education. You want to make sure that you're making yourself available for any, any opportunity that comes your way when it comes to pursuing your higher education or your want or desire to pursue higher education. Don't forget to email us at schoolafterhours at gmail.com if you have any questions, information, or would even like to be on the show. Hit me up. Please do. So, now that we've talked about the different type of scholarships, I want to go ahead and share with you some websites that you can use to look for these scholarships. 
I have about four of them that I could share with you, but you can also do your own search. I strongly encourage you to do your own research. Like I said, use those search engines, Google, Bing, Yahoo, etc., to find the information that you need. So the first one that I want to touch on is goingmary.com, G-O-I-N-G, M-E-R-R-Y.com, goingmary.com. And the cool thing about this um, website is that it will let you fill out a profile. And then based on that profile that you have created, it'll match you up with different scholarships. It's a very good resource. Recently just found out about it. Haven't tried it yet, but if you do before I do, let me know how it goes. And then there's also Scholly.com. Scholly.com is also a website. It's a website, but it's also an app. It's another one that allows you to fill out the profile and then it matches the scholarships based. It matches you to scholarships based on your profile. You can edit your profile information and then refresh it and then it'll do a different search for you. So it's a good tool in that way. Also, I believe that Scholarly will allow you to do your edits or do your essay on the website and then it'll go through the grammatical errors, the tone, all of those things to make sure that you are producing the best work that you can to um, apply for that particular scholarship. Once it's saved, you can kind of recycle it in that way. So it's a good resource for that as well. Another website that you look into that you probably already know, which is FastWeb. FastWeb is a general uh, general search engine for scholarships, and it may have a little bit of everything for it, uh, everything in it from your academic scholarships to your community service scholarships, athletics, so on and so forth. So check that website out at your convenience and see what it can offer for you. Another website I want to talk to you about is scholarship.com, scholarship.com. Same, it falls in line with Fast Web as well. So you'll do a search, and I believe it also does a search based on category. So if you're someone that's looking for scholarships in the field of engineering or even in teaching, it'll basically have those for you. Uh, another one that was interesting that I found out about that is very new to me is discover.com. So remember when I was telling you about scholarships for you if you have like a certain hobby or trait well this is the scholarship website that you want to look into discover.com so it has a certain number of categories based on hobbies you know or traits well basically hobbies more like hobbies not traits so if you are someone that does it's into fashion has a scholarship for you if you're someone that definitely is into jewelry has a scholarship for you if you're someone um, that's into media, journalism, all of those things has a scholarship for you. So if you want to look specifically within that kind of niche or unique hobbies, discover.com is the place that you want to go. And last but not least is College Board. College Board is a tool that I know that some students are using, if not most, um, at this point to kind of not just... Find out about college applications or use to go through the process of filling out college applications, but also trying to find scholarships as well. So that was my last one for scholarships. 
Now we're going to jump into dum, 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 the saving aspect of college. So for my parents, I know some of you, if not all of us, want to kind of get a jump start on, you know, saving for the baby's higher education. So there are two particular savings accounts that I want to touch base on today that I'll kind of give you a leg and a heads up. And all this information that I'm giving in this podcast, uh, the articles that I found this information in is going to be in the show notes. So make sure that after the show, you look at the links in the show notes and it'll take you to where I got a good portion of this information. But I also encourage you, as always, to do your own uh, investigation as well. So the two that I wanted to, two accounts that I wanted to jump into is Coverdale Education Savings Account and then a 529 plan. So let me start with the 529 plan first, being that there are two types. Uh, 529 plan is basically an educational savings account. Uh, that you could use for education expenses, tuition, room and board, college books, so on and so forth. It is a tax-deductible account, meaning that it's not taxed um, annually. And when you, if you have to withdraw money solely for education or purposes, um, the money that you withdraw will not be taxed by the state or federal government. But it has to be the reason that you're pulling out this money is for educational purposes. Another thing to know about this account is that there is no limit to what you can contribute annually, but it does have an overall cap on it. So it varies by state. So if you're going to open up this account, it's best that you talk to a financial advisor. And I would say with either of these and the other ones that are listed in the article, sit down and talk to somebody, you know, that is experienced with money and have this conversation with them to see what is best for you and where you are and potentially what is best for your future. For this uh, 529 plan, the cap varies. It could be anywhere from $100,000 to about $300,000. You are the bomb. If you could put away that type of money all in one shot, you're great. Um, But either way, it'll cover, it's enough to cover the entire expense of your child's education. If you continuously um, put into this account uh, yearly, monthly, however you want to do it. So like I said, there's two types to this account. There's the saving portion and then there's the prepaid tuition plan. So the prepaid tuition plan, basically, you would find a school. Not everybody will take this, but you will find a school that you wanted to create this plan in. And at that current rate of tuition, you would lock in that price. And then from there, you would start putting money towards that account to kind of pay down that expense for the next however long your child will be at that school. Um, tuition goal, if tuition goes up the following year, I'm not a hundred percent sure if you could change it. Cause I, once you start at that point, I feel like I want to say that you have to stay there, but like I said, sit down with a financial advisor and they'll be able to go through the details with you about that particular plan or based on your search engine findings, <laughs> it'd be able to give you more information. The other type of this 529 plan is the actual saving plan. So it allows you to put money into this account and just accrue 
I don't want to say accrue interest, but it allows you to, it'll allow your account to grow over time without being taxed by the state or federal government. And another thing that's good about this 529 plan is if you have a student or if you have a child that does not particularly want to go, the saving plan, the saving plan, if your child decides that they do not want to go to school, you could transfer this to another one of your, you could transfer this to another child. Basically, uh, your next child, your next child in line to go to school, or you could change it into a different account and give it to them, uh, give it to your child so they could do basically what they want with it. All right. My last account is the educational savings account. Uh, just like the 529 plan, it's a savings account that allows you to put money in and uh, watch your assets grow over time. It could be used for grades anywhere from K to 12 and even in college. So if you're sending your child to a private school, a charter school, and you have to you know, pay a certain type of money over time, you, know, you can use this for that. As far as uh, paying for expenses. And like I said, grandparents contribute too. So if they want to open these accounts for your students to uh, for the baby and kind of help out in that way, they can. It is a tax-deferred account. Like your 529 plan, if the money is withdrawn, has to be for educational purposes. Must, 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 must. So it does not get taxed. It does have an annual uh, contribution maximum maximization to it so annually the max you could put into this account is two thousand dollars and that is two thousand dollars every year that's the max you could contribute to this particular account so even if you open up this account when your child is in ninth grade and you're able to do the max you've had four years to kind of develop this account for your child so that's eight thousand dollars that's a leg up so the thing about this one is once your child is 18, it is completely turned over to that child. The parent no longer has access or can tell the child what to do with that money and they can spend it how they want to accordingly. So make sure that they're doing the right thing like Spike Lee. <laughs> well, like I said before, all the information that I've shared with you today are going to be and the links for this information are going to be in the show notes. So take a moment to look at those articles find the information that you want to use or find the information that's best for you and then go ahead and make your plan from there sit down with a financial advisor you know um find someone within the community that knows about money and kind of make the best plan for you and uh your child's financial future the reason why i really brought up this topic is kind of reach out to osc programs and kind of get them in the mindset of reaching out to um banks uh, other financial institutions to kind of bring this information into our surroundings and make our parents more aware of their financial options when it does come to education. Sometimes you just don't know. And if we are going to equip our students with the best information, it's very important that we equip our parents with the best information so then they know how to plan for their child's future when it comes to getting this money. So, OSD program providers, uh, uh, youth development providers, reach out to the people in your community or even beyond and maybe do a workshop, a session um, about these financial options or others <laughs> based on what you find out so that we are equipping each other with the necessary knowledge so that we can all succeed in this area. 
So that is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on Podchaser, TTT, so I can see, um, you know, get your feedback and what your thoughts were about this show, my first solo show. Yay! Thank you all for your support. We've only been doing the show for about two months, but I've had a much, 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 much impact on the community, and you guys have shown us so much love and support, and I just wanted to say thank you so much. Please have a happy holiday. Stay safe. Enjoy everyone. You know, make the best of these times because they may be the only times that we have together. And we'll see you next year. 